And thank you all for coming to Mass tonight. It's dark, it's raining, and you have many reasons why to say, ah, let's just phone it in or watch it on TV. But you chose a better portion. And to be frank, we are kind of in a time of mourning. You know, these last 17, 18 months, we mourn the loss of simple things like not being able to graduate and see others graduate. The morning of not being able to celebrate in sacraments and full throttle of festivities. The morning, of course, of the loss of life and not being able to bury our dead many times because of the limits. So there is a time of darkness and despair. But in this time of reality of mourning, we hear this first reading of Baruch, of people that have been oppressed. Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery, put on the splendor of the glory of God forever. Traditionally, among the Jerusalem people, mourning was for seven days. So taking off that black robe and being set free is a reality. That doesn't mean we don't forget the pain and the sorrow and the loss that we feel and the celebrations of life that we've missed. But we move forward because we're confident that the incarnation of Jesus at his birth and him coming again will change and has changed everything. So we walk in darkness, sometimes through the rain, seeking the light. I'm with a group of missionaries that will be going to Mexico. And we go every year down to a place called Quechitanango Guerrero. Today we're gonna, tonight we're going to commission them and pray over them as we send them forth. And I was having this conversation with my brother Patrick. And Patrick and, and our family, we grew up here in Libertyville. So I said I was going to Libertyville and I was going to commission the missionaries going to the mission I worked at from 94 to 2000. And Patrick had come down to visit me a couple of times. And Patrick is a perfect individual to tell you that he knows everything. Because he's my brother and he tells me he knows everything. And some of my friends here could testify that he knows everything. But Patrick is a humble guy. And he came down one time, and I'd forgotten completely about this incident that occurred when I was in Quechotenango, Guerrero. And he writes and texts me about this when he was at work. He said, I arrived the night before. You had made some arrangements to the, go to the village of Santa Fe, which is only about a 20-minute drive outside where we lived. And when we arrived at the chapel, he writes, we were ringing the bell to call people to Mass. This municipality had 26 different villages, so we'd only have Mass many times just once a month in many of these villages. So they'd ring the bell, and the people knew that Mass was coming. Well, while we're ringing the bell, with the catechist in the village of Santa Fe, a young mother came up and said her daughter was dying. And so we went to her house. Her house was made of sticks and mud and a dirt floor. 
very simple lifestyle among indigenous farmers in this part and region of Mexico. So Patrick and I walked into this house, and there was Innocencia. And he said she was lying in the bed, and she already had expired, and she had died. She was an eight-year-old girl, very thin, and obviously had suffered from something. And in this world, this part of the world that I served in, there are no 911 calls or many doctors, and people die very often of many different things that we take for granted with our many technical and medical blessings that we've been bestowed upon in this developed world. And so we had to prepare for her funeral because there's no embalming. So we postponed the mass and they quickly built a wooden casket. And the men built this wooden casket and there weren't a lot of people to help. So I went back to the church and Patrick became a pallbearer. So he lifted the casket up on his shoulder with two other, three other men, there were four on each corner, and they walked from, in a sense, his simple house to the simple structure of the chapel. The wooden casket they built resembled very much her house. You could see the light coming through. It wasn't perfect. It was made out of love and haste to carry a beloved child into that temple to offer prayers. I was so grateful for Patrick to remind me of that story, to remind me of many moments in our lives that we forget, and we don't go back and enter into that pain. We tend to compartmentalize it and leave it alone and don't ever open it up again. But I'm so glad that Pat brought light into that because when Patrick talked about it, he didn't talk about that incredible death of an innocence of an eight-year-old girl. He talked about how beautiful it was, even though he didn't know the language, nor the culture, nor the despair of the people. He was there to help and pray that child of God to heaven. And although the darkness lives at the loss of that child, the light and the hope and the promise of greater things to come is ever-present. We do not die solely with Christ. We rise with Christ. And so when you listen to Paul today, Paul is writing from prison. Sisters and brothers, Paul is writing this letter to the Philippians from prison. So when you think your darkness and your despair is overwhelming you, think of what Paul says to us from a very difficult place. He says to us, I pray always with joy and every prayer for you because of our partnership with the gospel, the good news. We are the children in the light of the resurrection. And this is my prayer for each and every one of us. Paul says that your love may increase. God knows we need more love in this world. 
evermore. And the knowledge of God. Go deep into these scriptures. Go deep in your relationship with Jesus. Go deep in your relationship with each other. Go narrow and deep into that love and knowledge of God. Because when you have those dark moments of despair, God will carry you and guide you to places of light and life. And so he says to us, Paul in his prayer, to discern what is of value. Death does that to us. Innocentia's death, and Patrick reminding me of that, reminds us what is most important in life. It's not the things that we collect. It's the love that we share with God and neighbor. So that you may be pure and blameless in Christ, filled with righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus works through us, if we're profoundly moved by others, the glory and praise goes to God. 